So Mother's Day can be sweet or bitter. As we reflect on mothers, mothers have, mothers we have, uh, which includes birth mothers, stepmothers, foster mothers, spiritual mothers, and even mother figures. Uh, I think Lou, you know, Lou was talking about mother figures uh, that are in our life who are standing in the gap. God will see to it that every mother, every, every person gets some type of mother. Like God just, have you noticed that? Really? You can, you, like I know my husband, he uh, was, um, he was actually uh, raised in a foster home, um, but he had a mother. He didn't let him go by without having a mother or a father. And so I want us to, like, really look at that. There are mothers who have passed away. My mother passed away in 2020, and it seems like it's just was yesterday. It doesn't seem like two years, y'all. Just like I talked about the babies uh, getting older. Two years. It's been two years. And you think back, see, you don't want regrets. What you don't want is regrets. Then there are mothers who could not care for their children because of extenuating circumstances. Sometimes, you know, people actually, um, they hide their pain. They hide their pain through uh, sometimes just because it's just too overwhelming to handle some of their mishaps. Sometimes they may have mental illness and they can't care for their children like they would like to. That's not a default of their own. It's whatever their, the, way their, the way life hit them. See, life can hit you differently and somebody can go through the same thing and have a different effect. And you say to yourself and you can find yourself judging that person well, I went through it. How come she didn't get through it? She didn't get through it because she's not you. And so I just want to say that because sometimes we can judge our parents and really uh, be hard on them, hard on them. And the thing about it is nobody comes out of the womb knowing what to do as a mother. Matter of fact, some of the anxiety comes when you are pregnant and you're saying, oh my God, this baby's about to happen and I don't know what to do. But God actually gives us what we need, even down to being able to uh, take care of the child, even from a, from a nourishment standpoint. The baby's being nourished in the body and the baby is also being nourished on your body. Imagine that. God said, look, I don't care about Similac. He said, I don't care about it. I'm going to equip that woman to be able to do exactly what she needs for that baby at any given time. You know, the, the difference between, and I'm saying, fathers, y'all, y'all will have your day. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Keith, we're going to take care of y'all. But we're talking about mothers today, okay? And so, you know, the, the level of care that goes into a mother's love for her children is phenomenal. Like, we feel their pain. We feel when they are discouraged. We feel everything. And it's much like the heart of God. It's like mothers, and I'm not saying this to, to replace God at all, but I am saying that a mother's love is almost like God's love, that agape love, that unconditional love. And it's just amazing how 
He's equipped us for that. But if we don't understand it, we can abuse whatever, what, what he gave us. And so I wanted to spend some time talking about that. Um, and then, you know, mothers who have lost their child during pregnancy or even uh, after pregnancy. That is a very, um, very, very hard place for a mother, especially if it was her first child or only child. And the thing about it is people go on and they say, oh, you'll have more. But a mother's love always thinks about the one, even though she have others to live for. And I, I, you know, I, I used to say this, you know, well, dad, you, I know someone personally, personally who lost a child and the person had other children. And I used to say, well, you, you're, 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 you're crying and dying for the one, but you got the others to live for. But it, that, that, that void, that void is strong, is very strong. Uh, I personally uh, had a, uh, a miscarriage. I had two atopic pregnancies when I was young. And um, it, was, it was devastating. It was, it was devastating. Um, and, you know, some people, uh, they, they say, well, because the baby wasn't here, it shouldn't matter as much, but the baby was inside me. And so it was, I was still connected. So I just wanted to give a shout out to, to, to mothers that really can identify with what I'm talking about because oftentimes they get overlooked, oftentimes. So today we're gonna talk about a mother's love. And my prayer is that what you hear today uh, you'll walk away with understanding, with wisdom. You'll walk away, uh, most importantly, forgiving, uh, you know, your mother or even yourself as a mother. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of, name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you that you have fearfully and wonderfully created all of us to do your will, to do your way. Um, I pray, Lord God, that you'll use me in a mighty way, that your word, your will, and your way will be done in me. Father, I pray that every heart is open to receive, every, hear, every ear is open to hear in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be all of you and none of me. As I open my mouth to proclaim your word, Lord God, I pray that it will penetrate our hearts to the point of change. I pray right now that for some of us will be convicted, for some of us will we'll be right smack on and know that we're doing the right thing. Uh, but at any rate, I pray, God, that we would just receive everything that you have to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So let's talk about it. various ways that mothers show their love for their children. Let's just talk about some of the ways. She watches over her children and protects them from danger. And sometimes, to our demise, we can be overprotected. I know when I met my husband, you know, um, he probably thought I was the most overprotective parent, that he couldn't basically do anything uh, because it was like, oh, watch that, watch out, you know, don't do that. I mean, it was just everything was like, you know, making sure that he was what? Protected. And so sometimes we have to watch that, even though that is a, uh, a quality that God has given us to watch over our children and protect them from danger. Uh, we encourage and we believe in our child. Um, sometimes we overemphasize certain situations um, that I believe, uh, I'll say this, sometimes I overemphasize some things uh, towards my son. Uh, when I felt like I needed him to get certain things, 
like, you know, you, you just want your kids to get it. You just want them to get it. And so sometimes I remember uh, saying certain things to him. He was like, oh, mom, I got it. I got it. And I remember hearing those words. And I said, well, if you got it, you do it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why do I keep telling you the same thing? Oh, mom, you know, tell him to clean his room. I mean, how many of y'all parents have said, clean your room? You would think they'd have it by now, wouldn't you think? You done scolded them. You done told them. I mean, you've, you've taken away things. I mean, it's like, just clean your room. So this message is not just for the older people, but even the younger people. Where's our main at? He didn't even come back. He needed to hear this. <laughs> But you young fellas back there, I mean, you have to do, listen, why would you set your mother up? Why would you set her up? For, and, and here's the thing, you're setting her up for you to despise her because she's simply saying something to you that she wants you to get and you ain't been doing it. Why would you set her up? The Bible says, uh, in, in Psalms, I believe it is, it says, obey, children, obey. See, God worked it out where he knew that we would evolve, right? We would evolve as children, as teenagers, and even as adults. And so he even had scripture to, to base it on that. He says, children, obey your, your, your mother. Then when you get to another phase, he says, listen to your mother and your father, and then there's another phase where you really do have to like, uh, you, 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 have to, you just have to honor and respect. You have to do that anyway, but I'm just saying, you know. So well, it's important, y'all, to listen to your mother. Don't get mad at her because she keeps telling you to do the same thing. Just do it. Say to your, hey, say, 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 just do it. I want to hear the young people say, say, just do it. Uh-oh, that didn't even sound enthusiastic. <laughs> say, say it loud like you're proud. <laughs> Say it. Y'all, come on now. If y'all on the game, if y'all playing a game, if y'all, uh, all my basketball people, just how you gonna, how you gonna tell your team? What'd you say? Say, oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. My godson, that's what I'm talking about. So just like he said it with the same tenacity, can y'all just say to your mothers, say, just do it. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're not going to, we're not going to say, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm the mother of this church, and I asked you to do something, and you ain't even doing it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Children, obey your mother and your father. You just have to. That's the word. That's what God says in his word. That's the authority. You got to do it. Thank you, Tatum. Oh, my man. That's... <laughs> Thank you so much, Tatum. You want to say it one more time? Say, children, obey your mother and father. Awesome. Oh, that is so cool. That is so awesome. All right. Uh, <laughs> see how that went over well with all that. Uh, they put the child's uh, needs be above their own. They put their child's needs above their own. You don't really know what your mother went through to get you the food and the shoes and the clothes that you have on your back. You don't know what she sacrificed to have that done. I remember there's plenty of times that, you know, I had to buy Pampers um, and I had to buy uh, women care. Guess what? I had to buy the Pampers. Mondale would never really, well, he knows it now because I just said it. <laughs> 
But I'm just saying, all these years, he's 43 years old, he had no clue. No clue. It's the little things that we do that they have no clue. No clue. And so uh, they're attentive to every detail of their children's life. Sometimes we consider everything and not the only thing. I talked a little bit about that. And this can potentially overwhelm our children, especially when you're, you're, you can get to a point where you're nagging. I think that's my husband's point. It was like I was nagging, you know. Think about someone nagging. It's like a gnat. You ever, you ever uh, been in company with a gnat and it just keeps flying around you and it's like you keep swat, you know, swatting it away and it just keeps coming back? You know, well, mothers can potentially end up being that way if we don't watch it, all right? <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. Mothers are teachers. They're teachers. Usually, they're the ones that's helping the child out with crawling and walking. And see, it's the little details. Like, the child sits up, right? Now, I'm not saying, fathers, you've not done your job. So please, Father's Day's coming up. So this is Mother's Day, okay? <laughs> but, 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 but it's the details that mothers pay attention to. See, and I'm not saying, and I'm really joking when I say this, but it might be true in some cases. Like, the, what it takes for a child to be developed, it, it takes you to be uh, watchful. Mothers are very watchful to her child. She knows when the age development is not working. She's like, wait a minute. He, she, she, he or she should be sitting up at a certain time. They, they even get to the point where they're like, wait a minute. They need to have belly time. You know they got a thing called belly time, right? As when you put the baby, and it causes them to strengthen their uh, upper muscles and all of that, hold their head up and things like that. I can remember as, a, as, as my son was an infant, um, I, was, I was looking at his little, little head, and I was saying, oh, my God, I'm going to break his neck. Like, because it, it was like it was no uh, strength in his neck. And I remember feeling a little insecure and wondering, well, how is, his, how is he going to hold his neck? And, but guess what? I paid attention. I kept holding his neck to support it. And then after a while, I noticed his neck was getting stronger. But imagine, I don't know what would have happened if I didn't just do, just was mindful of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mothers are mindful of their children's progress. And so we, we see everything. So don't discount even those things that those are those unseen things. Those are those unseen things that nobody pays attention to. Don't discount stuff like that because that's a lot of work. You know, they're usually the ones to see the child take the first steps. You know, so it's, it's, it's a, we see everything and we are teachers. We teach, if you never saw yourself as a teacher, see it today. You are a certified bona fide teacher of human beings of human beings. That's pretty interesting. The good thing about it is you got a good instructor, God himself. And we'll talk a little bit about that. She is mindful. Well, let me, let me tap into this. Uh, she is able to tap into the kind of unconditional love that God has for us. She's so, she is really able to tap into that. She is mindful of birthdays and holidays to celebrate and to love on her children, sometimes to the point where we overbuy 
<laughs> Y'all know that. You know, it's like the dad says, okay, now, the budget, sh the budget is saying that we can only uh, do $100. And you're in your mind, as soon as you heard $100, you're like, what am I going to be able to buy with $100? And keeping it real, it, you know, if, 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 if you're like most people or some people, they may even just kind of slip, you know, $5 here, you know, $10 here, so they can go over that $100 mark. Why? Because they're looking at how can I make this an enjoyable time for my child? How can I do that? She makes sacrifices to care for her children <laughs> during those sleepless nights when her child is sick or afraid. The mother is the first person to actually get up. She is. She, 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 just, she is a trooper. She is such a trooper. And, and so we, we have to honor that. We, we got to honor that. See, if your mother is gone, or if your mother wasn't there for you in the way that you felt like you, she needed to be there for you, all the things I'm talking about, she probably did. You just didn't see it. Um, she goes to work even if she's tired uh, to make sure that all the needs are met. She will even do overwork to, to get additional funds in the home to care for your needs. I, I really hope you, you guys back there really get it, I'm telling you, because your mother is the best thing to slice bread, I'm telling you. She, she is the bomb, and, and if you can honor and respect her today and for the rest of your life, you're going to be blessed, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. There's a poem here I wanted to kind of read. Uh, actually, Sister Barbara, she uh, blessed me with this poem. Um, I just thought it was fitting. Uh, a mother's love is something that no one can explain. It is made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. It is endless and selfish and enduring comes what may, for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. It is patient and forgiving when all others are forsaking, and it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. It believes beyond believing when the world around condemns, and it glows with all beauty of the, of the rarest, beauteous, or brightest gem. It is far beyond defining, it defies all explanation, and it still remains a secret like the mysteries of creation. A many-splendored miracle man cannot understand and another wondrous event of God's tender guiding hand. That was beautiful. It's actually by uh, Helen Steiner Rice uh, who created that. So I thought that was good. Thank you, Sister LaBarber, for giving me that. So there's a greater reality of a mother's love. So let's talk a little bit about that. There's a greater reality of a mother's love. We need to fulfill God's plan in the earth and to show forth his glory. That's what we're designed to do, to fulfill God's plan and show forth his glory. We are nurturers. Think about it. No person can enter into this world without the nurturing of a mother's womb. We need a womb, right, to get you here, right? We are viable and more. How many people came into this earth by your mother's womb? Raise your hand. That's everybody. <laughs> That's everybody. 
And, and, and so, you know, and, and God used that body. He used, because, you know, he uses the male and the female uh, to, 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 to come together and do, you know, do what we do and, and end up. <laughs> and, and then we, you know, you got, you got the, the, what you did. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And so, <laughs> and so, but the thing is, it still has to come forth. It's still what was produced have to come forth. And who's doing that? It ain't the daddy. Matter of fact, he's, he's in the room. He's probably doing his best to coach her. And, you know, and he's probably, you know, depending on how you are, I mean, you, 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 might've, you might've scared him and <laughs> scared him out the room. But anyway, but, but that's one of God's plan is to use the vessel of a mother to give uh, birth or bring birth forward. We are created in God's image. Genesis 1:27 says, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him male and female created he them. And so we are the display of God's glory. We are the, dis the display of God. Like he really wants to display himself through us, through all of us actually. Isaiah 46, and I'm, go I'm gonna just go through all these. I'm not gonna have you turn to anything unless uh, we get an audible from the Holy Spirit. But Isaiah 43, six and seven says, um, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughter from the ends of the earth. Verse seven, even everyone that is called by my name, I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. So we were created for God's glory. God wants to display himself in the earth by using every last person here. And what's so beautiful about it is every person here is unique. And so God wants to show forth the glory in you, like your unique self, not anybody else's. That's why it's a dangerous thing to compare yourselves because you'll never really uh, uh, move into that uniqueness that God really had planned when he created you. See, he's so big, he wanted to display all of him. You know, there's, there's people, you know, there's people that are like my husband, he's a very, uh, very smart, wise man. Very, very. I, I don't know if I ever said it in that way, but you are. You're a very smart, wise man. And I know it's not just you. It's God using you to show forth his wisdom you know, um, to show forth, you know, just your, he's got such an incredible heart too, y'all. Um, and, uh, but God uses him to uh, pour that wisdom and insight and revelation into us. And imagine if he says, well, I just want people to like me. And because I know some of y'all come here and be like, you know, oh, he gonna step on my toes today. Well, somebody got to step on our toes because honestly, we will, you know, we'll, we'll be like the kids, like you're, you know, I know, I, and that's what we are, some of us are saying, I know, I heard that message before. Yeah, but you're still doing the same thing, right? <laughs> so God wants to show forth uh, his glory, and, and so we got to be ourselves. Don't try to be like anybody else but the unique you. We are to recognize that our children are God's children first. We are to recognize that they are God's children first. That God has allowed us to be stewards over these children, but they're his children first. 
God is trusting us, as I said, to be a steward over his child. That means he wants us to do what he would do, not what we would do. What would he do? There's an old saying, WWJD, what's that? What would Jesus do? We need to look to God for his voice and his choice when it, as it pertains to our children. How many of us are doing that, really? You know, because sometimes we are flying by the seat of our pants. But, you know, as we're doing things, y'all, we can say, God, is this what you want me to do? You know, like when you're scolding them, when you're, you, you know, right before you get ready to go in that room, you know exactly what you want to say and you know how you want to say it, right? Are you asking the Holy Spirit, God, is this what you want me to say? Do you want me to speak in this tone? What should I, how can I connect with them so they can get it? We ain't even thinking like that, are we? We want them to get it. <laughs> we want them to get it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? We, 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 <laughs> we're not thinking about the lesson. See, so we got to inquire of the Lord. It's his kids first. Say that with me. Say, my kid is God's, or children, is God's children first. Amen. So we can't mishandle them. And, uh, okay, we know that God would not conform his child to the world. So we should not conform them to the world's way of doing things. So vitally important. Romans uh, 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we've got a watch of, of trying to conform our children to the world. You know, uh, and I'm not trying to be, trying to be mean or, or, or anything if, if you're listening or if you in here listening, uh, but you know, it, 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 it touches me in a certain way when I see small babies, uh, like they could be two, three years old, maybe four or five, that actually has a, a, a boy that has an earring in their ear, tattoos even. That grieves me because here's the thing, that child didn't even get a choice. When our son came to us and said, you know, mom and dad, you know, I want to get a, I want to get an earring and, and a tattoo. I think he made me. And you know what we said? When you get 18, you can do whatever you want to do. But right now, mm -mm, that ain't happening. To this day, he did. I think he, yeah, he, he was happy that he didn't. He doesn't have a tattoo on his body. Now, he went through the, 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 the 90s, the 2000s, and, you know, and especially now, it's more prevalent. You know, he, he just didn't do it. He just didn't do it. I think he ended up getting an earring. Didn't he get an earring? But he was 18, <laughs> is my point. <laughs> so don't do that to your child. You know what I mean? I mean, letting them look like the world. Just because the world has these different uh, styles and things like that, don't have your kid. You know, I've seen kids, y'all, that, that look like a thug. That's five years old. Five years, looking like a thug. I'm like, got a big old chain on it. I mean, I'm like, what, what in the world? And, and then the, here's the thing. The, the, here's the thing. See, when, when, when you start to dress up a certain kind of way, what, what do you do? You become what it is. You put on a, you put on a scary, a scary um, uh, Halloween outfit. What do you do? Ah! <laughs> you know, you become what it is that you're dressed up like. 
So we have to watch it, y'all. It's subtle. The enemy is subtle, and he will, he will make you feel like, well, I got to do it because all the kids at, at his school is doing it. No. God, is this what you want me to wear, him to wear? God, is this what you, what you want his hair to look like? You see what I'm saying? I'm just saying we got to inquire because otherwise they'll be conforming to the world without even knowing. The kid don't even know it. Huh? The kid don't even know it. And so, so, and then we wonder why they gangster and, you know, when they're, when, when they're, when they're, uh, you know, or, or they're walking around, you know, as a boy, they're, as a boy, but they're acting like a girl. So we have to watch those things. It's subtle. The enemy is subtle. These are what? God. These are God's children. So he's looking down, seeing how you stored in his child. If you don't get nothing else but that, y'all, that, 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 that right there will make you reverence what you're doing with your kids. Ask God, what is your perfect will for your child? You ask him, what is your perfect will for your child? And then, again, check with him to see, is, is it okay what you're allowing? Is it okay what you're allowing? See, we allow a lot of things. Why? Because we want our kids to like us. But we don't understand that allowance could literally cause them to uh, trip and stumble. Here's another. Let them enjoy their childhood. Let them enjoy their childhood. How many of us have said when we were little kids, man, I can't wait to get grown? Y'all can just put your hand up because I know I said it too. What did he say? Foolish thing. Foolish thing. Oh, my God. And then when you get old, what do you say? <laughs> so how about we just allow them to be children? Like, we have to allow them to discover. You know, hear, hear what we do. No, Johnny, don't play in that dirt. Johnny's trying to discover. He's trying to feel. He, he's, trying, he's trying to feel the different textures. He's trying to learn, hey, this is different from water. I mean, he's, this is a, let them discover. But what we do, what we do, oh, no. Don't mess up that, don't mess up that, don't, don't mess up them pants. Get off them knees. Get off them knees. You know, you don't want your kids' knees to get dirty. Get, get off them knees. You know, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? We, we got to watch that because it's at their expense. You're only a child one time. Don't steal it from them. Let them have fun. Let them be children. Let them learn and discover. You see what I'm saying? Don't, don't do that to them. You know, some of our kids, you know, soon as, soon as uh, they, they, they can hold their bottle and, and they crying for their bottle, oh, you better go get your bottle. I mean, it's like, I mean, we just, we expect them to be grown right away. So we just got to watch that, okay? All right. <laughs> Understand the importance of raising children uh, right, not what's comfortable for them. 
Sometimes we want our children to be our friend, but they need a godly mother, not a friend. That's so important. You know, I see that all the time where, you know, uh, the, 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 the child has a best friend. There's nothing wrong with friendship, you know, you, you, fr you, the type of friendship, but, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's dangerous when you start to be your child's friend where the child doesn't really respect the things that's coming out of your mouth. They're talking to you as if they're talking to their best friend. You see what I'm saying? So you got to watch that, that they, they uh, don't, don't do that. Um, hmm. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let's see here. Proverbs 22 says, or 22.6 says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So we got to train them up in the way that we know God wants them to go, all right? She has to do what's best for them, even if it's uncomfortable for them and her. If not, she is unintentionally harming their growth. So vitally important. Pastor Keith said this uh, in one of his teachings. He says they have to discern what's best for their children uh, and have the strength to carry it out, filling the child's anguish the whole time. Watching my son's life was excruciating at times. Mothers feel the pain of their children. When I watched my son's process, it was very difficult at times because what do we want to do as mothers? We want to save them. We want to jump in. We want to make sure this don't happen, especially if it happened to you. You're like, oh, no, this ain't going to happen to my child. You know, and so we, got, we, 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 we have to actually um, allow. We got to make allowance. See, as mothers, it's very difficult to release. Even down to when she is actually releasing the child from birth. In, in the womb. It's very difficult. It's painful. Think about it. She's grunting. She's, you know, pushing. She's uh, shaking. I mean, she's trying to get that baby out. And so the same thing happens when you got to release your child when he's an adult. And the thing about it is, it's imperative that we do it because it's telling him or her I believe in you. You may not be perfect, but I believe in you. I believe that what I put in you is enough. And what I didn't put in you, God's going to make sure you get it. And so you got to be able to release. I remember when our son was uh, uh, getting ready to go into, <laughs> uh, you know, adulthood. And I'm telling you everything in me said, oh, my God. I don't know how this world's going to treat my baby. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready. But you know what? How will you ever know if you don't let him go? How will you ever know? And, and just because he goes or she goes out doesn't mean that you lost him. You'll get the privilege of being able to see God's handiwork. You'll get the privilege and the honor to see him really you'll get to see what you put in them. And it may not be right away. 
So don't be like, well, Pastor Melanie said it should have been, you know, I should be able to see these things. No, it may not be because there's what? A process. Every child, every person, everybody in here has to go through what? A process. It's a process. And so we can't, we can't as mothers, try to hold on to them longer than what we should because we'll end up, I know Pastor always says this, he said if a, if a mother holds on to a child while they're in utero, the baby and the mother can die. Well, we don't want our children to die, a spiritual death or psychological death even. You know what I'm saying? So just make sure that, you know, we release our children. Trust that what you put in them is enough. Trust that what you didn't put in them, God's got your back. Because it's what? That's right. So he's going to make sure his kids is taken care of. So vitally important. I think about uh, the, the things that Mary... The, the mother of Jesus went through. Can you imagine as a mother to watch your child, you know, basically, whoo, y'all, like we having a, we have a hard time now as, as, but, and she was human just like us. Oh no, I would have been right there. Leave my baby alone. Leave my, I mean, I would have been, I would have been there in that way. I, but she didn't do that. She didn't do that, why? Because she understood the purpose of what her child was sent in the earth to do. So the Bible even talks about how she pondered. She pondered those things that the angel told her. Y'all know as mothers, you can identify sometimes with your kids, what God is, how God's gonna use your kid. I don't know if y'all have experienced that, but as mothers, you can pick up on that. God will show you what, what the, 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 the um, path that your child will end up going. It's amazing. He'll show that to you. Why? Because it's his child first. He wants, he wants you to get it. <laughs> he wants you to get it. And so, um, you know, uh, Luke 138 says, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. Uh, be, this is what Mary said, and this is what God is hoping for us to say. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. So she basically said, I am your handmaiden. And God is saying, he wants us to say the same thing. God, I am your handmaiden. Be it according to your will, not mine. So Mary was an example to us to say that, to be that. And Mary, you know, she was connected to God. She was, um, because she, again, she was able to see, like at that first uh, miracle, Mary was the one that said, hey, whatever he says, do it. And, and even Jesus came back and was like, woman. He said, he said, it's not my time. But she knew, and then they did what they did, and the first miracle actually took place. Now, I don't want y'all to go home and tell your mother, woman. <laughs> because back in those days, the woman was, was, was the, the, the title woman or whatever was, was, was an honor. It was an honor. So don't think that Jesus was, you know, disrespecting his mother. Exactly. All right. Um, 
She's a mother, a mother has to trust God to release her child. I said that earlier, and that's so vitally important because if you put your trust in the child, then you're, you're going to feel like it's not going to happen. Your faith and your trust has to be in God and his ability. God and his ability. Don't look at your child and, or your young adult and say, I don't think he's ready or she's ready for the world. It's not your job to figure that out. It's your job to release them and let them be released in dignity. It's a bad thing, and and I'll say this respectfully, it's a bad thing when your child is of age and, but they're being treated uh, like they're still, you know, a teenager. That's, for, for someone who's trying to make their mark in the world, they don't need that pressure. So we have to watch the type of pressures we put on our young adult because they are ready to fly and they can't fly with your wings. They need to fly on their own. They need to learn how to fly. And that's how we all became productive, why? Because we tripped and we failed, and most of us, we've gone through some things. But that created and it gave us some you know, strength, some inner strength and uh, confidence and pride about ourselves, not pride in a bad way, like with you know, the enemy, but just being proud of who, what you can do. You understand what I'm saying? But how would you know if you're not given a chance? And the two people that you're counting on, the two people that you're counting on to really, really get it is your mother and your father. I remember talking to my uh, adult son uh, one day and I said, Mondale, I said, I said, I am so proud of you. Now you would have thought that those words really is just cute, nice or whatever, but oh my God. He said, mom, you just don't know. For me to hear that come, now I think even coming from his dad to say those words is different. But coming from me, because he knows that I have a vest, my, my, my interest in, in him is at a whole nother level. It's just, it's a little deeper because why? I've been connected with him from birth all the way till where he is today. But when I said those words, he said, mom, you'll never know. Those words means a lot to me. And, I, and, and, I, and when I said it, I was like, oh, I believe in you. I mean, it was like casual, but he parked it there. And he said, thank you for believing in me. Thank you so much for believing in me. And I said, oh, I got something here. <laughs> you know, because it, 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 it made him, it did something to him. When I said that, it did something to him. All right. Um, we have to trust God with our children's process. That's a big one. When Mondale was in his process, oh my God, it was excruciating. It was because, but then I had to remember, I was in a process at one time. I went through a lot of physical abuse. I went through all different types of stuff, y'all, crazy stuff. Some things I went through, it was because I put it on myself. It was my choices. And then there are times that really got allowed. But guess what? I wouldn't change one thing because I wouldn't be the same person. I actually love what I'm, what, what, where I am today. I love, and I don't know if I would be the same person going through all the struggles and the pain and learning. So I learned in every situation. And now not only that, but I'm able to teach it and learn other people, help other people to learn. So 
God uses everything, including our pain. Everything. So never underestimate the power of God and how he can use every situation. Uh, my husband says this. He says, uh, there's a strength to birth them to life, but also a strength to release them into purpose. That strength only comes from God and our faith and trust in him, not in them. Okay, that's me saying that. That's, that's our faith and trust in God and not him or them. Trusting in the sovereignty of God. His, that, that's what sovereignty means, his power, his supreme power and his authority. We, we must never forget God is with us to help us to raise, what, his, ch his child. He's always with us. Hebrews uh, 13, uh, 5 says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He will never leave us hanging, basically. If, he, if he's quiet, that just means that he wants us to trust the process that he's allowing. If he's quiet. Some, sometimes God may not change the circumstance, but he changes us in the circumstance. So sometimes we'd be looking for some, you know, something to happen for that situation, but God is actually changing us. When my son, I'll say it, say it this way, when my son was actually going through his test trials and tribulations, I wanted God to fix it. Just fix it, Lord. <laughs> I'm tired. Look, I'm tired of going through this with him. Look, I'm more tired than he was. <laughs> but I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? And, and God changed me. And I'll say this. Uh, our son is, uh, he, he actually, um, he don't mind me saying this, uh, just recently he experienced a divorce. And to be honest with you, you all know we believe in marriage. But it's, it's something when, you're, when, you're, uh, when the opposite person doesn't want counsel from the parents. That's understandable. Because if, if, they, if they had it, they wouldn't have been divorced to this day if they had a, submitted to what we could have offered. But that's neither here nor there. It was a toxic situation, so he needed to get out. But I wanted him to get out sooner than later. And honestly, it got to the point where my, 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 um, my uh, what's the word? I, I, I began to actually see this person as a threat. I saw this person, I just really started to feel a certain kind of way towards this person, basically, is what I'm saying. And the Lord had to check me. I even got to the point where I didn't even want to pray for the person. I said, well, you know, Lord, this is what this person is doing. Have at them. You, you, have at them. You, you know what I mean? That's, hey, that's between you and God. So, you know, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with it. But I had to check my attitude because I even took the word. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. <laughs> I did. I was using the word of God. I was using the word of God on this person. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then I said, now I'm going to be patient. <laughs> Let patience have its perfect work. And I'm telling you, my heart, y'all, was wrong. And the Lord convicted me of that. And so guess what? I had to start praying for her. And even when it ended, when the situation ended, 
And it was excruciating. I mean, some of the things, I was like, what? That's my baby. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You ain't, you know, I mean, really, I just wanted to just knock her out. But through that circumstance, God changed me. He didn't change the situation. He changed me. You see what I'm saying? And so now I have a love for her. I want her saved. Yes, I pray that. I, I thank God every day that she's saved. Because she, she got my grandkids. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She do. She got my grandkids. So, and, you know, I want her saved in Jesus' name. Send the laborers right now to minister your saving grace to her, Lord. <laughs> no, but I do. I love her. And, and, and in me doing that, y'all, it was interesting how I began to actually have compassion for her. And it was very interesting how that happened. But uh, for the sake of time, I got to keep moving. But uh, yeah, I love her. I do. I love her. Um, I haven't seen her actually in a while. But, uh, you know, the Lord put a tender uh, place in my heart for her. And it, it didn't come from me. I promise you, it didn't come from me. It came from the Lord. It came from the Lord. And I thank him for that because it was ugly. Like I was ugly. Y- y'all's pastor was ugly. I'm serious. I'm, it was ugly. And I was like, oh my God, why am I thinking like this? I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. Look, it was like, look, get away from my son at all costs, all means. I mean, it was like, it was bad. It was really bad. So anyway, thank God for deliverance. Amen. (laughs) So he he basically gave me compassion for that situation. Uh, God actually, his grace lives in us, his power lives in us, his strength lives in us, his love and his ability lives on the inside of us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says, my grace is sufficient uh, for thee. So, and it talks about, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me Verse 10, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in, necess- in, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So I said all that to say God's grace is more than enough. It's the power within us when we are weak. A mother's love should be rooted and grounded in pleasing our Heavenly Father, and again, not ourselves or our children. She is making sure she's carrying out God's intent for her child's uh, life based on his word. My husband says this, uh, or has said this, uh, a couple of quotes here. He says, if she doesn't recognize that she's stewarding God's child, she'll unintentionally miscarry them. Uh, He also said, if we maintain the strength to release them to purpose, they rise to be God's treasure. Boy, I only got 16 minutes here. I'm going to try to speed it up here. A uh, A mother deserves honor, which means high respect, great esteem. Ephesians 6.1 says, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. That's the scripture for you kids. <laughs> obey, your, <laughs> obey your children. Um, Leviticus 19 says, uh, you shall fear every man 
every man shall fear uh, or reverence his mother and his father. Proverbs 13.1 says, listen to our parent respectfully. Respectfully. Matthews 15.4, God commanded us saying, honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. I I wouldn't want to find that out. What that, what that means. Um, honor your mother is not conditional. If we think she deserves it or not, it's essential. It is essential. Ephesians uh, 6 2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And this talk about what the promise is. Uh, Exodus 20, 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother that the days that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So longevity, y'all, of our life is attached to honoring our father and our mother. How many of us want to live long? I know I do. I'll put both hands on my <laughs> I want to live long. You know, well, that's attached to you honoring your mother and your father. Jesus was honoring his mother right before he died. Uh, in John 19, 26 and 27 is where the account where uh, Jesus uh, told his mother, well, I'll, I'll read it here. It says, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by, now that disciple he's talking about is John, um, he says uh, to his mother, woman, behold thy son. Then he said to John, he said, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, basically, John took her in. So it was custom, it was custom or customary uh, in the Jewish culture that when uh, the mom or the, the, um, the one of the kids died or the father died, because I, I believe at that point Joseph had probably died on, because Mary was the only one there uh, at, at, that, uh, at the uh, cross. Um, He's, it was customary that the child would care for the mother. And so even down to the last thing he said, he said, woman, behold, that's your son now, because I'm, I'm, I'm committing her to, to John, who was really a beloved person to, to Jesus. And then he said, John, you know what to do. Behold your mother. You see what I'm saying? So he knew he, he made a connection to make, to make sure that she was taken care of. So he was showing us by example how to honor your, 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 your mother. God wants us to value her. Um, I'm trying to get this all in. Every person in this building has a mother that carried them for nine months or until you actually came out, every person. So we've got, we've, got to, we've got to respect that, no matter what position your mother was actually in. A big part of why uh, you are here in this earth is because God used your mother to birth you here. So it's not, you know, sometimes we, because think about it, we never got to say so. Nobody got to say so on the mother and the father that they were given. But for whatever reason, God said, I want to use these two DNAs to get to make you. What if they said, what, what, what if they said, 
I don't know why they, they can't, why, why you? <laughs> Especially you that have been giving them heartache and pain and all of that. They, they could easily say that. But God in his sovereignty made sure that what he wanted in this earth, he had to select those two people to get you here. So it doesn't matter what she did or she didn't do. She deserves honor. It doesn't matter. That's what God, the heart of God is speaking out today. It doesn't matter. And I know some people have been in some horrific situations with their parent. It doesn't even matter. The very fact that she squoze us out of her womb, the, the very fact that she travailed in, in, in and I'm going to tell you, uh, childbirth is trauma. That, they say that's the closest thing to death. Is, is, some of y'all men, oh, that's just your little muscles uh, cramping up. No. <laughs> they even tried to simulate, they even tried to put some little thing on a man's uh, belly to simulate uh, uh, labor pains. Now, y'all know, I looked at that stuff. I said, they got to be kidding me. They ain't got nothing. Because first off, they would have to have a womb to feel that. They would have to have cervix and all those things, those components. They, look, all they doing is just their little abs just kind of, <laughs> that ain't no labor. I'm like, come on now, come on. That is not no labor. <laughs> so how do we honor our mother? How do we, you're supposed to honor both, but y'all remember Father's Day's coming, so you'll get that. But how do you honor, how do we honor our mother? We honor our parents with our words, actions, and attitude. Words, actions, and attitudes, so very important. We can, say, <laughs> we can say one thing about them that sounds good, but what we said is not lining up with our heart. So you know how sometimes you can say the right thing, but if your heart is not attached to it, it's much like what I was talking about earlier with my God, with my uh, uh, step, how do I even, what would she be? Stepdaughter-in-law, not step. What, what, look, I'm trying to put her in a, a whole nother category. What Ex-daughter-in-law, thank you. You know. <laughs> My grandchildren's mother, there's what she said. <laughs> and so it's the attitude, you know, the attitude, because we could say one thing with our mouth, but if our attitude ain't right, it ain't right. All right. Um, we, we can honor them by praying and thanking God for them. How many of y'all really thank God for your mother? Oh, I'm so glad she's not here. <laughs> so many people didn't raise their hand. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, y'all should raise your hand. Uh, get it up there. Y'all really thank your mother for being, Yeah. I mean, she deserves, maybe y'all didn't hear the question or, or the statement. I'll give you that. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> that's the mama in me, y'all. That's just the mama in me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, where am I at? Okay. So pray for her and thank God for her. Remember what they did right and not focus on what they did wrong. Don't, don't just go, get caught up in what they did wrong. Forgive them uh, or yourself for falling short. They are human. 
They are human. Stop looking at your mother based on the title uh, because we can easily get offended when they don't meet the standard. So, so vitally important. You know, your mother has the title of being a mother, but she's also a person. She's a person by way, and she has different uh, things that she's gone through. The reality may be that she's probably, like she probably couldn't meet your standard even if she tried. Your mother had a history before you came on the scene. And you don't know what that history and how it affected her. Do you want your children to judge you like you judge your mother and your father? That's a good question. Do you want them to do it? You know, Matthew 7 talks about, you know, uh, forgive so you can be forgiven. I'm not going to read, read all those, I, even though I said that, but with a few minutes left here. Um, Matthew 6, uh, 14, and Mark 11, 20, 24, and 26. So God wants us to actually forgive. What if God used you to save her life? That's interesting. What if God actually literally said, you know what? I want this, per this child to be birthed into this world. I'm going to use their mother who really wasn't idea, but I know that eventually what she's about to birth is going to, one of his purpose or her purpose is to actually assist in helping his mother. How about that? I mean, that, that's a possibility. I know for me, Mondale, I would, I, would, I would have to venture to say that Mondale, being in my life at, well, I was 15 when I, when I got pregnant, 16 when I had him, um, saved my life. Because I don't know, see, when I had Mondale, what it did for me was it shook me to the place where I said, my, I got to do things right. Like, I can't, I can't just make any decision, even though I was making some that was stupid. But I'm just saying the, the, the core of who I was was really trying to do what's best. If Mondale wasn't in my life, I don't know what I would have turned out to be like. I was a hot mess. I'm telling you, I was a hot mess. And so Mondale just really, like the Lord used him to just really help me to uh, not be focused on my needs and what I wanted but I had another human being that I was responsible for, and so that helped me. I really believe that. Thank you, Mondale. So we gotta make a choice to forgive. How do we, how, how do we forgive? We gotta make a choice to forgive. Stop, 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 stop telling yourself that you deserve to be mad. Stop doing that. Don't tell yourself you deserve to be mad. And, and, and I'm justified for feeling the way that I feel. Don't stop telling yourself that. Ask God to forgive you for being offended with them. Ask your mother and your father to forgive you for being offended with them because you felt that they didn't meet your unrealistic expectations. So vitally important. I had a conversation with my dad uh, real quick, um, and because uh, you know I felt I felt a little little, little slighted. But I, when I had the conversation, and I did tell him, I said, God, please—I mean, I, uh, not God, but Dad—you know, forgive me. 
Now, in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm asking you to forgive me, but actually, you should be asking me to forgive you. But I didn't do that. I, 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 I did what the Holy Spirit told me to do, at tell him to forgive you. And when I did, we, started, we had the best conversation, y'all. And I got a chance to really hear the heart of my father and the child that, of my father. He took me back to when he was a child. And I realized he didn't have a dad. How can you be a dad and you hadn't had a dad? He didn't have any reference. And so he did the best he could. And so I had to release him. And the thing about it is the enemy will try to make you think that you still are walking in unforgiveness. But that's a lie of the enemy. And I know uh, Trina, like in the discipleship class, was talking about, she was talking about uh, the new nature and the old nature. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because if we don't understand what's happening, see that old man and that new man, they exist, they'll exist until Jesus comes. But what happens is the trauma and everything that happened, that old man is constantly, now you remember what they did, that old man wants you to get stuck. But the new man is what we, that, that needs to be renewed. You see what I'm saying? So the enemy will make you think that, well, see, I haven't forgiven them. No, you, you forgave them. It's just now what you got to do is anytime when the enemy tried that old, that old nature is, is feeling some kind of way, because that's what's feeling some kind of way is that old nature, not the new you. The old nature is feeling some kind of way. And so you have to remind yourself that, no, 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 no. I'm honoring my parent because that's what God word, God's word says, to honor your mother and your father. It didn't say if they were perfect. It just said do it. We got to renew the new man to that. Renew that. See, because there's two wars. There's a war going on. It's got that, that old man and that new man. And if we don't get that old man together, it's going, to, it's going to continue to tell us lies. And then we can't really walk out forgiveness because we're listening to the old man. See, they need to pay more. See, they're not worthy of love. That's not the new man saying that. That's the old man. So it's important that we get that. I'm going to round this up. I mean, wind this down here. Oh, my goodness, I had so much. But I'll say this. I'm going I'm to just say real quick my story. I, as I reflect on what a mother's love looks like, I thought of me as a young mother who was just trying to do the very best for my child. I was 15 when I got pregnant and 16 when I had my son. Through the years before I met Pastor Keith, my son and I went through many tr uh, test trials and tribulations, some caused by my choices and some God allowed to teach me. Through the years, a, a constant question in my head was, am I doing everything right? My answer was always no. I always felt I could do more, but whatever the more was, I could not see it or find it. One thing I was sure of was I loved my son and always will, and that I wanted the very best for him. I did not know then what I know now, that what I gave him was the one thing I was doing right. When Mondale was an infant, I remember wanting him to get dedicated before the Lord. 
But in those days, churches would not dedicate a child born out of wedlock. So I decided to dedicate him myself. The day I lifted him up before the Lord, I said a prayer and gave him back to God. Little did I know that was the right thing to do. Today, God wants us all to know that he or she was always God's child first. So in that moment, I gave him what was best for him. I introduced him to God. I taught him about God. I took him to church to learn about God. I got him involved in the church. Today, if you were to ask Mondale what was the best thing I did for him as a mom, he would say, I gave him God. He would also say that he learned how to persevere and to never give up. God used me and my life to be an example for him to see that walking with God and what it looks like. Through the years, I've had to lift him up before God and to give him back to God many times. I've learned to consistently give Mondale to God and ask for his wisdom and direction. Being a parent does not stop when they are grown. He will always be God's child first, and I always need to seek God for direction or instruction to parent his, uh, his child. In closing today as a mother, you may be questioning if what you've done or doing is working. Give your children all to God. It's the best gift you could ever give them. The best gift they can give you is them accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's my time. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I just want us to all, you know, just to really appreciate your mother. You know, your mother may not have been the best, but on behalf of your mother, I stand for her. I stand for your mother. I know what it's, I know what it's like. I promise you, she went through some things to get you here. And the fact of the matter is you're here. She deserves to be honored. She deserves. If you could only know the pain and even what she's suffering through right now of the choices and the decisions that she made, she's not happy. She's not happy. She did the best that she could with what she had. And so if your mother is maybe not in the way that you really, really uh, would like her to be, that's not what's most important. What's most important is that you do what God wants you to do, and that is to honor her. You honor her because you would not be sitting where you're at without her. If nothing more, she deserves that. If nothing more, she deserves that. So whatever you do, it's hard. I know it's hard because I, my parents, they weren't the best, but neither am I as a parent. The Bible says, judge, don't judge, so you won't be judged. That's, I'm paraphrasing it. So one day you're going to be a dad. One day you're going to be a, a mother. And so you want your kids 
Because I promise you, you will not be perfect. You won't. You just won't. We're all human. And so you better get it now because you do not want your kids running around saying, I hate you for what you didn't do. And what you didn't do was not because you didn't want to do it. You didn't know how to, you didn't know to do it. You just didn't know. So don't do that to your mother. Don't do that to your father. God used them to create you. And for that, because here's the thing. My husband always says that you become what you despise. And so if you despise your mother, you despise your, your, your father for what they did, you can, you can literally become. You know when you get older and they say, you act just like your mother. Yeah, because you done became your mama or your daddy. So get it now. Let them go. Let them go. Look, get, trust that God, God does have them, and God is merciful, and he wants us to be merciful towards them. They did the best they could. They did the best they could. And who are we to judge that? You'd have to be them to see. You weren't even there. You weren't there when they had to go through the, the, the hurt, the abuse, the pain, suffering. You weren't there when their daddy molested them. You weren't there when that man beat them. I'm just saying, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm saying you don't know their history. So honor them based on what God says. Because I promise you, there'll be a day when you'll be a father, you'll be a mother, and you don't want your kids to judge you like you're judging them. Y'all got it? Glory to God. All right, that's just the mother in me. <laughs> <laughs>